You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. This one is for the boys with the booming system. Top Town AC with the cooling system. When he come up in the club, he be blazing up. Got stacks on deck like he's serving I mean. up. I feel like this is one of those songs that you could listen to all night long. Is and that is, is that me? Yeah, and still not know what Nicki Minaj is saying. Oh, absolutely. What is that? But I know every word of the song, <laughs> I can't keep up. I seriously Obviously, can't. Obviously, Roxy's on it. Um, but Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another Glee after show for you all. Um, we are to episode 16, season 4. It's called Few Tonight, and if you saw the episode, you absolutely should know why. I'm Stephanie Wenger. Hi, everyone. I'm Marissa Serafini. I'm Roxy Stryer. And I'm Sarah Mendoza. And we're so excited to talk about this episode that, of course, featured this song. And we'll be talking about all the music in a little bit. But can we first talk about the mystery girl of the night here? Yes. Okay, I just blatantly thought it was Kitty. Okay, see, I... But I thought, I literally thought it was her. I didn't think that Kitty was pretending to be that girl. I thought that Bond girl was Kitty. (laughs) Yeah, the side profile looked like her from afar. I mean, you can delineate her image, but... And maybe because her her name was Katie. Katie, XOXO. I just thought a Gossip Girl. I was like, Gossip Girl came to Glee. I initially thought that it was going to be a new character that's being introduced. Like, he's met a new girl online. Like, I... For me, I could kind of tell it wasn't Kitty, but then at the end, should we talk about it already? I kind of now think that it's a jealous Marley. Like, okay. Yeah, I agree. Jealous Marley was where my head went at the end. Okay. If I say ASL, do any of you guys know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. Did you guys used to do that thing in middle school or I guess some of us high school, whatever, where you <laughs> go on to these chat rooms and you would type ASL, which means age, sex, location. Yeah. And they would type back and it was like kind of creepy and you could go into different genres like sports or music or whatever. It was like, like back in the AOL right. age. It yes. was. Now thinking Aim. that I used to do yeah, that Aim. like literally repulses me because <laughs> this isn't like an online dating site. It's not like Match.com or something. Randomly, I am in somebody and like becoming this close right. at this day and age means that you're going to get kidnapped and killed. Like, <laughs> literally, that's what my mind jumps to. Am I the only one? No, no not, not at all. And I have to say tonight, I also felt like with this story with Ryder talking to the anonymous girl... I thought it was going to be a catfishing experience. We saw it with the football player, and I, that's where I... And it still could be. Mm-hmm. For the people confused, you don't mean 
catfishing, you mean like catfish, you know, he's getting juked. The yes, TV yeah, exactly. Right. So catfish, um, to explain a little bit further, is when you're talking to someone online, they present themselves as a certain person, they send you these pictures, you think it's them, but it turns out when you actually meet them or like, you know, somehow ambush them wherever they are, it's actually been somebody else pretending to be that person, so you were duped the whole time. It comes from the movie, then it came in, uh, turned into a TV show, and right. now it's on Glee, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Actually, we don't know. They did, yeah, maybe. They did a great job tonight, though, because at various points of the episode, we thought it was Kitty, then someone said unique in in our room when we were watching together, then somebody else, then we thought Marley. We yeah. don't know who it is. If it isn't legitimately Kitty, I don't think they did a good job, because why did they pick somebody who looks so much like Kitty? Yeah. It's true. Like, other things, I understand why they're trying to make a scene like, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's this. You can't pick an actress who in profile looks that much like the same actress. Uh, you, but especially somebody yeah. new to the show. You know, it's not like they're putting Naya Rivera up there and I'm like, that's obviously not her But because I know her face well enough. Like, Kitty, we barely saw tonight anyway. Do you feel like, though, they did it so that you think it's Kitty, but so they can come in and surprise you with something else? No, I don't think that was on their mind. That's what I'm saying. It, it, I don't think it was a conscious decision. I think they why we they made us think it was Kitty because she's such a mean character that she's the kind of person who could do that. She... I just, because they did cut to, like, stills of her, like, partying or, like, outside with her little crop top. And in that, like, it showed, like, obviously that wasn't Kitty. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't Mm -hmm. her in the picture. So, immediately, in my mind at least, that possibility wasn't there. But we were watching on this massive, I mean, we have this sick screening room and After Buzz TV. It's like watching in a movie theater. It's one of my favorite parts about coming here. Imagine people who are sitting watching on their little iPads or iPhones. That is Kitty. Like, we could see in those pictures it wasn't because it's big and blown up, and I still was questioning it. If I'm sitting there on my iPhone or my little TV watching, I mean, and it's a little pixelated, hands down. Also, could you have read on, like, an iPhone even the little details of what it was going back and forth? It's a great point. Right. Katie, mm-hmm. Kitty, right. Yeah. Katie, XOXO. Right, Lynn. And uh, to your point um, about it being so dangerous when you do the whole ASL chat room thing, I completely agree. But... We all did it, right? We, we I said know. that. And it's because we're curious at that age. When we're writer's age, we want to meet people. No, and- no, but I, when we were younger, there wasn't like this four square thing where you write where you are and then mm-hmm. the GPS is to your location. Yeah. Like now it's not safe because all these social media things we know. They can check where you can, are, right? You can just say, like, all you have to do is answer hi and then they can locate you. <laughs> like they're a cop. But they don't have to be a cop. They don't even have to have a badge. Like these things are crazy now. Yeah. I, I'm like worried for the people of that generation because. They're all getting kidnapped. I mean, yeah. clearly I'm exaggerating. No, but I mean, it is a real concern. And you talk about cyberbullying and all these other right. issues. And it's something that Glee is obviously attempting to address in, in having this. I feel like it's one of the first shows to really show this like online communication in that way. And I can't believe that we haven't touched upon this yet. I mean, Glee has touched upon every issue. Right. How is this just coming to them? Right. But I'm excited for it, for uh, sure. Uh, absolutely. So it'll be really interesting, though, like once he does meet or doesn't meet this girl, what kind of lesson they're going to show. Oh, she sounds mm-hmm. off on him. No, I, I agree, but also, the fact of the matter is that he offered to meet her at the end of the conversation tonight, at the end of the episode, and she signed off. Yep. But yeah, it, it wasn't weird, and like, this is such an actor director moment, where he's writing to her, and then all of a sudden he like, looks right, looks left, like, 
I mean, are you looking for her, or do you think, what? Yeah, what it suddenly got quiet in that room. Yeah, it was we weird. we thought that sh- that person was going to show up. That's when you remember, like, uh-huh, I'm watching a TV show. Right. Yeah. It, it did feel a little staged to me. I completely agree. Um, but he also had some other drama tonight. Ryder is still involved in this love triangle with Jake and Marley. And he says when he's talking to this other girl that he's, in fact, over Marley. Do we think that that's true? I personally don't. But um, I mean, I think that sometimes what you need to get over somebody that you weren't a thousand percent in love with to begin with because they haven't known each other that long is a distraction and I do feel like KDXOXO is providing this distraction Mm -hmm. Um, and also you're talking about things in your life and you're getting closer and it's only been a week and it's not like you have years and years of history with Marley so it's not like he's trying like it's not like he dated her for three years and now he met somebody, and a week later, he's over it. He kissed her right. once. and He's distracted for now. Hey, right. So, saying. no, I don't think he's totally over her, but I do think that it's fair enough that he's looking for somebody else. Well, I think that Marley absolutely has this... Um, she doesn't know what she wants. That's what became clear to me in the episode tonight, is that she is trying to convince Jake that she's 100% in, but I don't think she's actually 100% in. She's really trying to convince herself, and honestly, for the first time tonight, I want to say that I think Marley is being a B-I-T-C-H. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> no, honestly, I've been told I can't swear here anymore, so does that count if I spell things out? No. I'll give you a pass <laughs> on that word from the booth now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so honestly, I really think she is, because she, the, the best thing you can do like she did last week is she was honest and she I mean she wasn't even fully honest but she's like he kissed me if you're gonna go that route do that honey don't say he kissed me but it was all his fault and I didn't do anything and I love you and if you're confused about your feelings don't pretend you're feeling some way because it's gonna bite you in the butt dude Every time. Well, this is where um, her naiveness is shining through again. Because we, well, as for me anyways, most of the time in all the episodes, I see her as this sort of like perfect thing. There's nothing really wrong with her. She's so sweet. She can sing. Everybody's in love with her. There's nothing wrong with this girl. And now it's, you know, the naiveness is creeping out in her imperfections. Totally. She, she's still a girl that's trying to figure it all out with, with these boys and how to be and, like, what does she want and who who should I be with? I so it makes her more alive. real. Like, a, a more real character for her age. You think, I think. she's still what? Yeah. I, I agree. Sorry. Um, I think Marley is in love with Ryder. She's falling in love with Ryder because we saw Jake pretty much doing everything because Ryder told him to do it. He, You should do this, this way. And that's what she loved. Except and then, for the ceramics. Exactly. That's true. But <laughs> Who Ryder, forget the ceramics? Marley was falling in love with the things that Ryder was doing. So if she, once she realized it was Ryder, then she, like, the light clicked and she's like, oh. But didn't you fall in love with the wrong man. Didn't you guys have that girl in high school that was, I had this girl at my high school. Her name was Jillian Schwartz. She's one of my best friends. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. To, no, seriously, whatever. I don't care. Every guy was in love with her. And, like, because she was just this perfect person, just like Marley. You know, mm-hmm. she could, like, Marley can sing. She can dance. She's social. She's pretty. She looks like a model. Jillian's got all that going on, plus the sports, plus the whole nine yards, you know? And I would always be like, I can't figure out what it is specifically 
about that person. And that's what I try to do with Marley. Like, I get that she has all these things, but why is everybody so obsessed? And and so she gets her pick of the litter, and it's almost like, even though it seems like a blessing at first, it's almost like a curse because she has so many guys showing her attention. Like, you have to make a decision. Most of us girls don't need to decide if a guy likes us, whether <laughs> yeah, like him no. back or not. It's not like a whole flood of guys are coming at me, and I'm like, which one do I get to pick? I have to say, I was so happy for her last week when we saw her kind of take those steps. I feel like she had like an honesty pill like she really was trying to yeah. be upfront and true to her feelings mm-hmm. and this week she kind of backslid into this whole thing of being confused again and I think that's high school though I don't think I think you have moments of clarity but then you know get lost in it I don't think it's always so clear totally it's a, it was challenging though for her I don't know though I I want her to figure I want her to choose I think that's where I'm at with her who do you want her to choose I think right now I want her to choose Ryder. Thoughts? Agreed. I, uh, like I said before, because when she found out that Ryder was the one who did all those actions and Ryder was the one that kissed her and she let him, I think she'll slowly go to Ryder. Is it so early for me? I kind of feel like she needs to have a heartbreak from both of them. Like, because of the fact that she can't choose... Be her own individual? Reality check. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. she because she can't choose and she's sort of playing with these guys, even though it's con- it's not too conscious at this point, maybe I want to see her learn a lesson, you know? Like, maybe they're going to get sick of it because they can tell that she can't decide or whatever, and then they're both going to break up with her or not be, like, say, forget it. And then she's going to have to do her own thing. Do a Rachel Berry alone. And be like the Rachel in the high school doing her own thing at first. I'm very 50-50. It's like, do you want her to go with the bad guy who's turning good or the good guy who's turning bad? And last week we played the game of trying to convince you. I think you went uh, Ryder and I went Jake or vice versa. I can't remember how it went. But we tried to... Um, convince you when you're still... And I'm, still, still, I'm still torn. But before we move on, I just have to ask you guys something because it's on my mind. So like Katie XOXO, we all had um, screen names. Anybody mm-hmm. have any really funny ones? Dude, okay. So I was in love with NSYNC and mine was JC's baby. And <laughs> I also had JC's sweetie. I almost I had, wish I didn't ask. <laughs> I had like JC's everything. Amazing. Okay, well, Roxy, I feel like you are probably have a great one. Should, yeah. Should we share ours first? Yeah, go, no, mine, yeah. mine sound great, Go ahead. Okay, mine was my favorite car at the time with my favorite number. So, super boring. And, like, I was 13. So, so what was your favorite car? It was a BMW at the time. <laughs> your, it was BMW 13? It, it was, like, BMW 8624. Like, it was... Interesting. Good, good. Yeah, it was really... I was kind of sad. It's fine. I <laughs> Yeah, I had a really lame one, like, because, uh, yes, I used to be a cheerleader, and everyone said I was very upbeat and bubbly and peppy, so someone named me, like, peppy something. Peppy and a bunch of numbers. I can't even remember. I was, like, peppy something. <laughs> <laughs> you say in, like, a monotone. <laughs> I want to see you do a cheer. Oh, my God. Uh, I need to- I- you're gonna be on the Cheerios. Oh my gosh! Can you do it for our? We're getting you a Cheerios outfit. Oh, oh my gosh. god! It would be the most amazing thing that's ever happened to us. Halloween costume She's Cheerios. She's shaking her head. You can no, make a flyer. I'll like totally Shameful. throw you up. 
past. That's <laughs> I might not catch you though. Um, okay, mine also ended in XOXO, and it was Miss Betty Boop XOXO. Well, at least you guys <laughs> were on trend. See, I was just like out there in the uh, <laughs> craziness. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I just no, had to know. I, had to know. <laughs> I think it's a good question. Um, share with us your uh, your screen names too. We want to hear them. Dude, that's an amazing idea. Seriously, on our our YouTube and our iTunes, you have to share. I want to know everybody's. Yeah, wouldn't that be so much fun? Yeah, so go on, rate, comment, tell us what you think of our show, and tell us your screen name because that's always fun. Maybe you still have AOL, and we can or tweet it at us, AOL. whatever. Yeah, still exactly. What? I know. What's AOL? Okay. I don't know that whole thing. I don't know anyone who uses that anymore. <laughs> no, but um, see, I feel like Ryder was the center of controversy tonight because he. This is the third thing that he was involved in tonight, and it was unique and him battling it out, which goes back to the title of the episode, Feud. They definitely had a major feud going yeah. on. He couldn't identify whether he should be referring to Unique as a girl or a boy, and he didn't know how to deal with like a transgender individual. Which, in all fairness, is okay to be confused about because it's confusing, but it's not okay to label somebody something they don't want to be labeled. The way mm. he handled it wasn't right, but being confused how to handle it is legitimate. I agree. Mm-hmm. Right. On top of that, though, I felt like it was so out of character for Ryder. Me too. He's been such a sweetheart this whole time, and now all of a sudden you're just going to, like, be selfish. And I, they just couldn't have Jake do it because they didn't want us hating him for another thing, so they <laughs> needed to throw it on Ryder. I'm, I honestly think that's what right. happened. But that just shows Ryder is, you know, he is a teenager, he's in high school, he's confused. And, that the, and they touched on all these storylines that people nowadays still, you know, have problems with. I also, are confused about. Yeah, I feel like, especially being confused as a high school boy, like, if I, we didn't have any transgender uh, students at my school at the time I was there, but I feel like that would be something that a high school boy would be very confused about, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, and so it was nice to see them, again, they're really doing a great job this season of addressing these issues, and it's something that Glee has become known for, but they're, I feel like they're continuing, and it's season four, and they're still finding new and pertinent issues to talk about. That is something I would definitely say they're doing a great job at. In terms of the fluidity of stories, I'm like, where is this coming from? I mean, you put it best when we are sitting in there. We are watching and you're like, there's a bunch of writers sitting Paramount at three in the morning and they're like, yeah, ha ha, this is hysterical. (laughs) Exactly. I was just like, I feel like it's, you know, three, four in the morning and they're like, well, we need something down on that page. Let's do this. And and, and some of it's really sweet and endearing and other parts you're just like, it could be so much better. Yes, absolutely. And, And to that point, I guess this could sort of be a segue to our next topic though but um for for Rachel um who thought that that was so quick the resolve of like whether she was pregnant or not I thought it was going to be more drawn out and dramatic and I I think that's not the end of it I think that maybe she is pregnant and she came out and was like so I'm not pregnant let's go on with life like if that's the end of it why did they add that storyline? I was going right. to say it was the most anticlimactic. If that's right. the ending, anticlimactic for Glee. And that's not the way Glee does things. Right. Glee yeah. is all about the drama. And they have 
a bunch of more episodes mm-hmm. to go this season, so I feel like there's some something going on with her that, yeah. yeah. Also, I'm, very rarely is a pregnancy test a false alarm. It does happen, but very rarely. Yeah. Right. And you're telling me Rachel Berry isn't the kind of girl who bought four different pregnancy tests and did all of them? Like, I mean... Yeah. No way. Yeah. But then again, false. also, I mean, I get that too, but going to a clinic, you know, very rarely is the doctor going to be wrong when they do the whatever other tests yeah, that but, they do in there. No, I don't think the doctor's wrong. I think that the doctor said, you are pregnant, and she was like, okay, they talked, and then she left. I mean, she. what we're saying is she lied to Santana oh, about okay. it. Yeah. We didn't see her with the doctor, and I think that was on purpose. I think that even if she is, something's going to happen later on. Yeah. Definitely, because if that was it, like, that was ha, ha, what? I mean, right. they, they just, swept it under the rug, but, like, I think the the reason why they did it so fast because we had Santana there and she was the one like no you got to stop and take a look at your life now you've mm-hmm. gone through this pregnancy scare right. this should affect you oh you think it was just a means to get to that point yeah I like, hope I hope not that's I feel like that's a, so real, many other ways. a real yeah. big tease for the audience if that's what you were trying to get to there's a much simpler route than a giant mm-hmm. pregnancy test and they also made us wait for weeks until they came back after right. that like right. I feel like that would be such a bad cliffhanger if that's the end mm-hmm. to that so I hope Glee writers if you're that. listening to me um, <laughs> do something make it exciting um, yeah yeah do something different with it but what was exciting tonight sorry Roxy do you have something that you wanted to no I'll tell you guys afterwards I'm thinking of all different ideas I, I'm thinking of songs that we should sing we should put together a little <laughs> video and, and sing it a out v- to little, our fans little. and you know that good Charlotte song I think it's good Charlotte says are you listening <laughs> and when you say that that's what I thought I love it I think that that's maybe like, our goal you're so cute Roxy <laughs> season finale My goal. over here. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. Um, but Brody was another one with some drama tonight, or I should say lots of secrets. Oh, my word. So we learned that Brody is, in fact, what we all predicted he was last week. He's an escort. Jigolo. Uh, Jigolo. Speaking of singing. Sing that song. Jigolo. Marissa knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know yeah. the next line. Though. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know the lyrics. Something about love them so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Very much. Um, but Brody, um. so Santana... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, Santana, it figures out that Brody has some big secret and she tries to confront him at the um, at Niata and we'll talk about the song she performs in a little bit here. But and then she finds the way. You knew that she was gonna find a way to get to the bottom of of what his secret was. Dude, but right. this was so weird because you know what? She finds twelve hundred dollars and then he says, Yes, I'm a caterer and I was embarrassed to say it. It's completely legitimate that as a as a caterer that you could make twelve hundred dollars in a weekend. Like I if somebody said that more. to me, I'd be like, Oh. Like why does Santana have this weird sense where she's like, Nope? Well, He's some people just have that fifth sense. Of, well, she like, has that Mexican third eye that never <laughs> fails her. Right? <laughs> right, of course. Yeah. Duh. Oh, that was so good. I don't Do know. you have that? Do I have that? Where is it? Yeah, I mean, I it's half of, the... of a third eye, maybe, or something. <laughs> but she she's coming from a good place because she said that Kurt and, Re- and Rachel, they are her family and they're best friends, you know? And she, she's looking out for them. Right, she has an amazing line about that somewhere. I'm going to find it while you guys keep... Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where yeah, she... But when she goes to that hotel room, um, we had someone in our panel shriek tonight um, in that hotel room. Um, <laughs> I don't know which one of us she's talking well, about. Okay. 
both? Um, well, I was thinking of Sarah, who literally jumped up next to me, but I could also say Roxy. That was the point in this episode tonight where I was like, oh my gosh. S word just got real. Like, yeah. seriously, <laughs> that made the episode for me. Because because uh, I was like thinking like who's it gonna be, and I initially thought that Rachel would be waiting in that room because Santana brought her there or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. But even better, we had Finn, who's now in New York. Somehow he just I well, guess I mean, he well, left McKinley. Yeah. We'll talk about his story to go to at New McKinley York. in a bit. Oh my god! And not only does he mm. confront Brody, but there's some like banging action in there. They actually get into it and they fight, and that was uh, his physical uh, feud. How physical, yeah. sexy did Finn look during this? Oh. I was like, <laughs> oh my I'm god, like, dude! That's... I want to pounce on you and jump your bones right now. Like I mean, you can no. fight for me any day. That's Come to New York, game. like whatever you want. <laughs> Screw my gigolo boyfriend. He's gone. Like, oh my yeah, god. I, th- okay. I think it was the slow turn. Yeah. Like, also, it's you. just like another... Oh. We keep seeing this new side of Finn and we're getting to know this like manlier side of him, which is very attractive. He's no longer... Yeah. Well, he's still a little bit klutzy, but less less klutzy in these situations now, which is attractive. You know, we had somebody write to us on YouTube this week asking us why we were such big fans of Finn and Rachel. And I, I sat there and I was like, hmm. I saw that. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure how to say this and I can only speak for myself. <laughs> First of all, I think it's huge that there are a couple in real life. I love real life couples and T V couples. I think that is so cute. Yeah. Second of all, we're comfortable with them, we know them, and they were like, they break up, they've broken up way many times before. I really think that they work well together. He's got a lot of maturing to do, and she's like really helped him out there, and she's anal and crazy, and he deals with it. I just think that they work. And I I don't know, like, who doesn't want to be high school sweethearts, and they just went through a lot, and oh. It's funny. It's funny that you mentioned that, though, because I was thinking about the same question. And it's always those relationships that start in the pilot episode that you keep coming back to. And they're the relationship that you kind of saw that initial spark. And even Ryan Murphy has talked about it, that there was a spark between them even before they were a real-life couple, that you see it in that pilot. And so I think as viewers from the very beginning... We cling on to that, or at least I cling on to that. I can't speak for mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. Yeah. And how cute is it to think about, like, Corey Monteith as an actor drawing from, like, actually picturing <laughs> this happening to Lay Michelle, and that's why he looks so enraged in this scene, probably, because he's really feeling it. Because he really feels totally. But there's the added, there's also the added storyline where, we'll, and we'll probably touch on it more in a bit, but where, uh, going back... Marley told Finn that he was, uh, you know, you need to get your stuff together. You're lost. And I think Finn's love for Rachel was never lost. He he knew what that relationship was. And then... him going after Rachel again and going against Brody is even sexier. Well, and I have to say that all of our Finchel fan or Finchel hearts melted. At least mine did <laughs> when he goes, "My future wife." Like he knows that. Like she's his end game. Like, oh, <laughs> that was the best two episodes ago. I mean, when he said that. Yeah, and the whole just, love me. Oh, it's just like that. Me. He knows he's just matured so much this season, and I can uh, see it, and I can see it in their relationship, and they're good for each other, and they and instead of pulling each other back, they they help each other rise. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, and I think what's really sweet is we. I know we've talked about you know it's true. in uh, real life that they're a couple, and 
she says Leah Michelle has talked about in numerous interviews that he like makes her rise up and how great is that that like it's kind Am of Am I the only one thinking of sexual undertones as we say rise? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Work as well as she's rising up. I hope not. You stay down there. <laughs> oh, it's, it's getting Sorry. late, guys. My mind is um, going somewhere we're, else. We're it's, now. It's 11. No, it's 11. I agree. They're loving. That is hot as the sun in here. Yeah. I know. <laughs> We're going to talk about, I think it's time to go to Finn and Mr. Shoe and another feud uh, tonight, which, I mean, dude, this was a You're going to try to get us to stop talking about hot when you're going to talk about their feud? Oh, my God. I know. I, like, I only okay. thought uh, like, the my whole side was hot of that, though. Dude, that. my whole 90s childhood life just came on stage. I was, well, like, dying. I, I mean, I was dying as well, but I have to say that... I was very happy with the way this feud went. Like, we'll talk about the 90s amazingness when we do music. Right, how they didn't end up okay. They Thank didn't, God. Yeah, because... Bye-bye-bye. Yeah, I did not <laughs> want it to be that they're feuding the entire episode. They have this amazing music montage, and then it's like, oh, we forgive each other, here's a hug. And mm-hmm. I just was like, that's... It's kind Dream. of a cop-out to me, at, at, like, both in writing and in the story. Absolutely agree. Agreed. I'm glad they did that, too, but bigger than that, I was thinking that it was sort of weird to me that he wasn't already out. You know what I mean? Like, after he kissed Emma, I would have thought next episode he'd be out. What do you mean out? Like, oh, he like wouldn't even left. Left. He wouldn't even be there in the qui- in the Glee, room, Glee Club room to be doing a feud. Like, he would have bounced and felt ashamed or whatever. I just can't picture that ever happening. Like, I, I watched it, but... He- it's just such not a Finn thing to do to kiss Emma. It was just the weirdest storyline that's thrown in here. Like, well, again, sitting there at four in the morning. You know what would be weird, guys? <laughs> we should have Finn just, like, totally kiss Emma. Well, what's strange to me is that he never seemed to lose his love for Rachel, as we were just talking about. And so why would you go and kiss Emma? And also, it's like the guy code is there. There's so many reasons to not it kiss It was like, that to shut her up. He was like, yeah. she was, like, talking. He's like... And I mean, there's exactly how guys think. I, I, you know, it's a panel of four girls. I can't really comment on that. Steven? What's the question? (laughs) Okay, so in this, uh, not this week, but there's this guy who's much younger and he just graduated high school. And he is, was the best man in the wedding of this guy and this girl who were his teachers. And right before the wedding, the student who's just graduated kisses the female because she's like I'm freaking out about my wedding I don't know what I'm doing what kind of flowers da, 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 and he just kisses her he's never had any feeling for her yeah. they've never had any sort of sexual relationship he's the best man at the wedding he loves the guy that she's marrying and he just kissed her and because she wouldn't stop talking what a douche um, okay, so it is not no, a like straight up. Guy. Well, I mean, it's her wedding. You can't exactly slap her, but I mean, seriously, you should have just been like, shut up! Instead like, of like just kissing her. I mean, kissing. You seem so sad. Kissing a girl will shut her up, but like, I mean, this, this sounds so <laughs> terrible, but it'll shut her up, but I mean, you don't do that on someone's <laughs> wedding day. <laughs> That's that's is that how you end your fight, Steven? But no, that's I, a- I did mention that, like, it, he was caught up in the moment, and kissing is actually one of the 
top things, uh, actions to do to calm someone down. Really? Yeah. It's and and you know what? Maybe he did have all that energy, like he was missing Rachel so much, and he's just so amped on that in the back of his mind that when he saw a woman freaking out in front of him, he just like... Dude, I gotta play that card. Like, imagine you see somebody on the street and they're just freaking out, and you're just like... (laughs) I have to say, not to get into predictions, but I'm interested to see what happens when Rachel finds out. Uh, That's gonna be... Rachel finds out what? That that Finn, in fact, kissed Emma. She knows. She knows. Yeah. Oh, yeah, remember? She knows. He was like, and I kissed Miss... Oh, and she was kind of like, she made him feel better. Oh, it clearly is getting too late for me. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that, too. Okay, so, yeah. But this feud, to me, it was a little strange, the Finn and Mr. Shoe feud. I I would have just thought that they would stop getting... <laughs> Roxy is losing it in the studio. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm so hot next to you. It's just... Yeah. I can't. You, seriously, you are so hot, it's burning me. <laughs> um, but the strangest <laughs> feud of the night... <laughs> had to go to Sue and Blaine, which, I mean, where did this come from? As as a Glee viewer, I was just like, when did Sue and Blaine, like, hate each other? I just, it was very random It was just, that contract thing was just so random to me. Well, it was a fake contract. I mean, we can all agree that he didn't sign any contract. Remember when she used to always hate on Will's hair, and now it's totally transferred to Blaine, and I just think it's hysterical (laughs) that she has such mm -hmm. a weird thing with hair, and that she cements his hair down (laughs) through the usage of Becky, (laughs) who I just love their, like, I can't completely hate on Sue, because her relationship with Becky is so effing amazing. It's so sweet. I mean, I... It's one of my favorite aspects of the show. It's yes, so cute. absolutely. And th- the fact that they've kept it on for all these seasons and it's been the mm. dynamic duo, it's just awesome. Yeah, I mean, I really, really love yeah. them. But Sue just getting so angry. And then they had this, uh, I, I guess, dance-off, sing-off, whatever you want to call it, feud that um, ended with her singing Nicki Minaj and him uh, taking on a, another but song. was she singing Nicki Minaj? Was that her... I- I mean, I don't, I don't get because she doesn't have as much practice lip mouthing mm-hmm. or lip syncing. Yeah, I was like confused, and it seemed like yeah. I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's interesting. I always like when Jane Lynch takes on a song. I'm never sure if it's actually her voice or not. That's that's always the debate. But I think it's fun to see her kind of absolutely. Break, I think it was break. in there. But mm-hmm. not the main vocal, obviously. Right. Like, I could but kind is that of obviously? Hear I'm going to do some research on it. Some I'll get back to that. Sound yeah, that yeah. would be great, actually. Some research. parts sounded like her, some parts and, didn't. And what did we feel about Blaine's performance in that? It was... Uh, Here's what it made me remember, at least. Remember when music was about music? And, like, standing and singing instead of about dyeing your hair and having all these things and being crazy? Like, I, feel, I felt like it was a true battle of the 2000s versus the 90s <laughs> where you have, like, this crazy Nikki song and all the hair and all the lights and all the feathers. And Blaine just has this amazing voice and he comes by and is Mariah. And I, I feel like there's something to be said for that. And I wish that Glee made that point instead of just voting him down. And we should say that he's saying, I still believe. Right. And... Obviously, um, the Nicki Minaj song "Super Bass" is what Jane Lynch or right. Sue did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I thought that there is that's a great point. His performance had a lot yeah. of truth and was really beautiful, mm-hmm. and it just got completely it, it, shattered by all of these mirages and, and flashy, just flashing yeah. things that our generation is so obsessed with. And like you, you ever watch any of those shows, American Idol or whatever? And finally, they take everything away. They put the person in a chair and they have them with a mic and they just stand and sing. And you're like. 
Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's like the craziest trick of them all. I mean, I covered American Idol last season, and I have to say those were my favorite moments. When you, yeah. when you strip it all away, it, there is something really impressive about a single voice being that strong and carrying yeah. a performance. Absolutely. Right. But there were... Oh, did you want to add... I was actually just about to say the same thing as you. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> to, to, to take it back to the beginning of the episode, we started out the night with a fun uh, number, um, How to Be a Heartbreaker. And it's by Marina and the Heartbreakers. And it was... Um, Marina and the Diamonds. Oh, sorry. I <laughs> clearly was writing in the dark. Don't um, uh, Brody and Rachel singing this one. I actually kind of liked this number. What, what did you guys think? I only liked the editing. Okay. Of that, because it was steamy. There, all these couples hooking up, and it felt like nine and a half weeks. I just thought that that, that probably took a lot of time dancing. Yeah. I mean, the choreography and the what? I, I just didn't give me the bang for the buck. But I, I didn't not like it. It just was like it's, okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, I I liked it. I, there's not like an identifiable thing that I was like the dancing was amazing or this was so high energy. It was just kind of like it was an okay way to start th- to start the show. Like, and well, what I liked about it was just the emotion that Rachel was feeling because she was deliberating, you know, her feelings for Brody. And then you're showing on the other side in this performance um, what Brody's doing wrong to Rachel. So you see the heartbreak and you see the why. So we're, we're liking the, the editing. Yeah. Clearly this yeah. was our favorite part of that number. And I like if the you filmmaking are... standpoint from that. Visually, like how they shot it and yeah. the um, mm-hmm. composition and all that. That was great. Absolutely. And if you are completely oblivious to life and didn't know what was going on throughout the entire thing, we of course end with Brody saying, you know we only take cash, right? Like just to hit the hammer over the head. I was head. just about to say they wanted to make think. sure that in every case person you were in the possibly room confused knew exactly what was going on. Right. Another thing that he said in the song though is like I think I I think I do love you like with yeah. Rachel obviously right. in mind. So we kind of get insight into his what he's feeling or what he's you know deliberating his head about his feelings for Rachel yeah. and we get the question answered at the very top of the episode that he's doing it for tuition money which kind of made me feel bad to be honest see I'm not sure I believe that but yeah oh see I mean tuition money maybe maybe that's part of it but I think he also is trying to impress Rachel and needs money to do that as well I, I don't think it's solely about tuition he's just going about it in the wrong way mm. um but to move on to the next song the bitch is back dress you up it's elton john and obviously madonna and Ryder and unique took this one on this was not my favorite song of the night to be honest it or songs i should say of the night it for some reason didn't work for me um what did you guys go for it any thoughts on that one i, I really like the bitch is back as a song so i was definitely bobbing my head Songs in the classroom that stay always just in the classroom are very difficult. Uh, you have to be so freaking entertaining. And like you, it, it wasn't the best for me. My favorite part was actually when the song ended and, um, and Ryder, no, I don't mean and it, it ended. I don't mean it like that. No, no, but when Unique's quote, it doesn't matter what you see, you don't get to decide for me. And that is what the song signified to me. So then it kind of all tied together. I thought the song worked for what they were doing, mm-hmm. but it just didn't, uh, and it didn't mesh well together. It's just, when you're just in a classroom, yeah. and you're and the film is based off of people's reactions and your performance only, because we're so used to all this glitz and glamour, it's tough. 
Plus, Ryder was confined to his chair the right. whole time because mm. he was playing the drums Drumming. while he was yeah, I Yeah, just wasn't, I guess, my favorite one. But I have to say that the next one, probably, which was, in fact, Santana taking on Cold Hearted, which is a Paula Abdul song. We've all heard it before. Tough day, dude. I mean, Santana is so talented, and to have her, especially in that moment where she was confronting someone, it just, it didn't work as a song choice for me. It didn't really work as a performance for me. I think I think um, Naya Rivera is so talented, there's so much more they could have done. Right. Naya Rivera did the best job she could possibly do with what she was given, and doesn't it make you guys wonder, do these actors ever get these scripts and they're like, really? Really? Like, I could think of ten better songs that you could put in in one second. I was naming them throughout. If if you're performing and all I'm thinking of is names of songs that would do better, you picked the wrong song. Like, come on, Glee. Come on. How does that get through that many line of defenses where nobody's like... But then the only part... then the, I love when Glee makes fun of themselves because finally Kurt's like, you broke into Niata and you did it with... A uh, Paula Abdul song? Yeah. Really? <laughs> and I'm like, at least they know then. At least they I mean, know that it's like complete crap. Glee I think, is, I think that comes down to like copyright issues and stuff and all that's that. That's true. And that's yeah. where... But Glee is very self-aware. Admittedly, they they go for it. They know totally. they make fun of themselves almost every episode now, which I think is actually really nice. And that's been a change. I feel like in the earlier seasons, they weren't so willing to make fun of themselves and now they're kind of aware of that. Yeah. If they're going to pull I the shenanigans they do. I didn't like the song choice but I think her performance on the scaffolding that was awesome. I mean it was nice to look at and she performed great. Not the greatest song though. Well, that's she's, still, she's still hot. She so. performed great and she did a great job but was it like the craziest dance number you've ever seen? No. no, no. I've seen better on Glee. That's all I'm really saying is that I think there's been better performances on Glee. Not at all because of Naya's fault. But, but maybe they did it to amp us up for the next one! I was just about to say, we went <laughs> back hope. to back here, and we went bye-bye-bye with I Want It That Way, and if you were a 90s girl, I know that I can take no more It ain't no lie I wanna see you out that Baby, bye-bye-bye Fun. I love that. All right. Well, we have both groups represented at the table here. Important. 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 It, it is. We can't be without both groups represented. Dude, JT touring. Oh my God. How um, do I get tickets for that? I mean, he's at the Rose Bowl here in Los Angeles. A major. It's like ninety-two thousand. It's crazy. Oh, um, so excited for that. So excited for his new record. But kind of nice to have the flashback of Instinct. He's come so far. I mean, that was about 10 years ago now, I think, yeah. that Bye 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 came Bye out. Bye 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 came out in like 2012. And my screen uh, name, guys, was yeah. JC's baby, yeah. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the strings for the, the no strings and the, you know, and the whole string dance next to the, uh, and the red and the blue and the whatever. I was like, these are gang wars, man. <laughs> they also did their own takeoff. On it, though, which I really it appreciated. Was awesome. It wasn't like they tried to do the in sync video or go and be the Backstreet Boy. Although I have to say, Corey Monteith did give a total Backstreet Boys look mm-hmm. in that, like <laughs> that, like a far off distance. That is a. Who do you guys thing. think won that feud? Who would you have rather? Oh. Did you like Backstreet Boys better or in sync? Okay, I, or again, six. it comes down to flashy pre- presentation or singing. 
I see for me, I was an instant girl my entire time growing up. But in that performance, I think Corey Monteith stole it, and it was totally a Backstreet Boys win yes. for me. I mean, this is like you were talking about last week. This is Sophie's choice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why it's legitimate to ask that question. <laughs> I mean, every week we have a Sophie's choice. Have you not learned? It's really hard. I mean, I just like, I was trying to. I couldn't. I was making a like pros and cons column, and it just like it wasn't working. I mean, it was just like pros at the end. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just so good. That was just so good. That's Glee. I mean, that's everything Glee should be. I could. I'm gonna go YouTube that. Obviously, I'm gonna download it on iTunes. While I'm there, I'm definitely gonna go to our iTunes after show. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's like uh, just too good for words. Also, I don't know about you guys, I'm still so excited by seeing Mr. Shu performances. Like, he was gone for so long. I'm so excited to have him back. That right. that was just like an added bonus for me. Yep. And, and what I can only say when I looked up the song list before the episode, I was so excited for this. We don't typically talk about their backup singers or dancers, but I'm curious, why did they break it up? So for Finn, Finn had Sam, Trotty Mouth, uh, Ryder, and Artie, and Will had Jake and Blaine. What was the deal there? Why... How did they pick sides? Any idea? I felt like it was pretty random, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. I didn't I didn't think it was like them choosing sides. I think that the guys probably support both of them. But that was so weird because Artie was the one with um, All Might making like the, you guys have this feud and what is that banger thing called the judges have? Oh, yeah. Gavel. 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 Yeah. It, it was weird that he was in Finns. Like, I just wish it was Sam and Ryder versus Jake and Blaine. Like, Artie... You gotta stay with the gavel and be. <laughs> you may be thinking past what the writer the writers did at four a.m. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. Thanks, Roxy. Because <laughs> Artie's always the you know the neutral party, so that makes sense. Dude, I can't. I can never just like I I love it so much, and then I'm like, but remember this one thing, and everything. Mm, just no. shut up while you're ahead. So sorry. No, and then we. Talk- I've been holding my just one thing. Maybe I should just say I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Okay, so I really like that performance, too. But I actually felt like Shu, Mr. Schuster, was a little awkward at first on the strings, and it kind of threw me off. Ooh. Yeah, I can he, see that. It got better at the end when they were doing the cool stuff and they were, like, hanging back off of the. I the think, s- yeah, he's more used to doing, like, the aerial work. Yeah. He's not used to being, like, a... But being a marionette really? yeah. in the beginning, I was just like, oh, God, they are not JT and JC. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Justin Timberlake, let's be honest yeah. here, he does it almost better than anyone in terms of uh, being... I liked how they edited, though, because they... They made us think that they got, um, they made up and they're over it now. Yeah. But at mm-hmm. the end, we find out that right. Will's not. Totally. Uh, okay. It was a nice red herring. And then should we skip on to the last song of the night, which I know, Roxy, you were very excited about. It's a um, Tegan and Sarah song, and it's uh, called Closer. And I thought it was kind of a random close. I liked the song, and I thought they did a kind of made it their own, which I always like on Glee, but it, it didn't fit with the epi- like the, at the end of the episode. They were trying to do this upbeat song in the middle of too much drama. It, it's weird for me because that's the kind of song that I blast in my car when I'm going down the 405 and I'm like and there's no traffic, so I mean it's 3 in the morning, mm-hmm. and I'm like jamming and screaming. <laughs> this was very like it wasn't as upbeat as the original and usually if anything Glee's more upbeat and I just felt like they wanted to cover the song so they threw it in at the end maybe they toned it down because they knew it came from such came right after such a serious scene where they were fighting Finn and um, 
Yeah, but I would rather ha- see uh, Finn and Brody sing something after their fight. Yeah. In, like, their own world. Yeah, Then yeah. throw in this random right. closer song. Yes. I just thought it was weird, and I was like, bitch, took my pillow. Also, it's interesting <laughs> because Leah and Corey are no. actually friends with <laughs> Tegan and Sarah. They've been to their concert here, uh, and he did mm-hmm. interviews with them. They did, like, a, I think it was called, like, a man crash or something like that for... Yeah, they just wanted to do the song, to, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, but- it also reflects that that group that was singing it on um, you know earlier in the episode they mentioned that next year it's just going to be us guys we have to stick together and then this song also just like enforces that that they are going to be together so they th- yeah I thought it was song. cute that we saw that that team together mm-hmm. the juniors or soft just the younger kids yeah, the under. Um, yeah, that was nice. So, like, sh- sure, I'll give it to them. I mean, this is the kind of song that does well on iTunes. Yeah. Glee needs to throw it in. I get that. They could have done it a little smoother, <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, I like. it's one of those things where I liked it. I just felt like there was a better spot for it. Mm-hmm. And that, that's pretty much... Maybe in oh, another episode. Guys, yeah. while we're talking about songs, I want to just throw something out there because um, I love when people comment on our YouTube and actually answer our questions, so I feel like I need to give it a little shout-out here. I would love um, that. Remember last week we were pissed about the 500th song? Yeah. Mm. We were told this week on YouTube that 500th song doesn't mean, in order, the 500th song that... It, you see, it's the 500th song that they film. Okay. So even though we didn't like the song choice, it was the 500th song that they filmed. Not this is the 500th song on Glee. So if you just picked the 500th song on Glee, it was one of the ones that we liked. Oh, or something like that. That's very interesting. Yeah, that's like one of those like you have to be a true Glee. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. It was kind of confusing, but I did just want to say I love when uh, you guys no, go and yeah. comment that because you know we're fans like you are, and we're sitting here and we're doing the research we can, but sometimes we don't catch something like that, and it's really interesting, and everybody else wants to know. So share with us, and we will spread the knowledge. Also, it's just always so fun to like have your comments, and it makes our jobs easier because we watch the episodes and come in here immediately and talk about them. So when you can give us some insight, that's always our favorite thing. Absolutely. Um, and so with that, should we get into some news and gossip? After Buzz TV News. Ooh, okay. I know. So do you remember the character Shelby, Rachel's mom? There we go. Shelby Is it good Charlotte? This thing's a pop. It's Jimmy World. Come Jimmy on. World. <laughs> Shelby Cooker? Yes. What? Okay, so Shelby. Oh, Adina Menzel's coming back? What? Uh, I'm, I'm you getting just, excited. You, you just Sorry. stole I, my... Uh, oh, my God. Big reveal. <laughs> I'm yeah. so sad because you're, you're doing all this research. I got so excited. <laughs> Me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I got no. so excited. So, Adina is, in fact, coming back to Glee. Woo! Um, so, Leah Michelle tweeted out this week, I spy Adina Mazel at Glee today. So excited to have my mama back. So Nice. This awesome. is going to yeah, be baby. A, With a, baby? a big deal. Yeah, baby, literally. That <laughs> is to be uh, determined here. There's not much information about her appearance yet, just that she's been on the Glee set. So nice. I'm excited, though. She stirred the pot the last yes, time she was. Maybe she was just was. watching the film. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. I want yeah. to see her Hakeem, back. Hakeem. Will we see her in again, maybe? Ooh, that's a good question. Maybe. Her voice is just so unbelievably, ridiculously good. Yeah. <laughs> She's just oh, I almost saw her in Wicked, but then she left, and I... Oh, man. And I didn't. She's so good. Um, and then the other piece of news I kind of wanted to talk about with you guys. Um, let's see. So, uh... I just totally went for the name. Uh, Naya Rivera uh, had a big interview, and she talked about that 
we talk about it all the time, that the show doesn't feel the same anymore. It's not the same show that it was in season one. And she says, it does It does feel like a different show. And sometimes I get really sad about it. We shoot on the same soundstage, but there's a big door that separates the two worlds. So on my lunch breaks, I'll go over there and see Kevin and Jenna and everybody I haven't seen. I'm like, I miss you guys. What are you doing? I have no idea Aww. what they're doing. Aww. I wonder if they even get to see the script, like the whole... I, I bet that they don't even... I bet they just get their sides and... I mean, with whatever. all the spoilers on Glee, you could assume that they probably just get the stuff that is applicable yeah. to what they're doing and it's all separate. And that made me kind of sad because I feel like... That's like legitimate and yeah. I like that. Yeah. Poor girl. That's She's just it. a star on a hit TV series. I feel so bad for yeah, her. I know. It translates on screen, too. Yeah, you can you, tell there's a rich. That was my question. Do you feel like it is a different show? Uh, to me, it feels very different now. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we've talked about it, as you said, so many times. Yeah. There's not a single fan out there who hasn't come up to me when I talk about Glee and said, or on our YouTube or on iTunes, whatever it is, said, this show is just not the same. Yeah, I mean, it, there's things I love about season four of Glee, right. and there's things that I absolutely miss about season one. And I'm sure that as the cast, they probably feel the same way. That, you know, th- with everything changing. And imagine not getting to see part of your cast every day. I think that would be so weird, because, like, most casts, it's like table reads, and yeah, they're together. Totally. Yeah. So strange, but I thought that was an interesting insight, a little behind the scenes of Glee. Um, ready for predictions? <laughs> And now, you're after Buzz She just went so fast to the predictions, I couldn't tell, and you guys were like, oh my god, and I was like, I don't even know what just happened. Okay, so the big, like, moment for me in the scenes from next week was when uh, Darren or, um, just Darren. Blaine. Blaine, thank you. I always want to call them by their their real names. So Blaine confronts uh, Sam about, does he have feelings for him? Right. And you kind of have seen them forge a friendship. And I guess there's going to be a confrontation of some sort next mm. week between them. And where was Brittany? So. I don't know. Yeah. I hope that uh, we get to see more of her. Uh, we also see Marley saying to Jake, tell me it's not true. Don't know what that was about. Oh, yeah. Um, we also see Santana telling Rachel about the gigolo yeah. thing. Um, and do you guys want to know what songs are playing next week? I mean, if you want to share, maybe one or two. Okay, so one or two, uh, Copacabana. That could be really fun. I, I got to do three, sorry. That's fun. Wannabe, when Ooh. we're throwing it back. Oh, my God, I love that. Yeah, and we'll be singing that. It's my prerogative. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. <laughs> I feel like right now Glee is all about secrets, and it's all about throwing it back to, like, they know who's watching their show. Yeah. Like, like there are some even more amazing songs, so you got to have mean, to check out that. I that's week. what I didn't, I wanted to, like, Keep it a little bit of a secret. Let's have, you know, some some things. You can look it up online if you're desperate, but we'll keep it a secret for you. Thank you so much for watching. We have so much fun doing this show together every week. Are you week. calling me desperate? <laughs> I mean, maybe a little, Roxy. A little. Teeny bit. But thank okay. you so much. You can find um, us on Twitter at AfterBuzzTV, or you can tweet me at Stephanie Wanger. I'm on Twitter at TV. At Roxy Stryer. At Sarah with an H Mendoza. Love it, guys. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.